Thank you for joining us for episode 17 of the Last Train Podcast. This is a show uh, where we like to focus on having quality conversations and uh, get to know each other on a more personal level as we talk about life and love and death. Kind of the conversations you would have at the end of the day on the last train home. My name is Toby. Joined here by Yanu and Juliana, and we hope you enjoy the show today. All right, uh, thanks everybody for joining us tonight. Um, it's been a it's been a it's been a tough week, pretty exhausting. I wonder. I'm trying to have a really good week. I haven't had like like a week where like consistently from Monday. So Friday, everything went my way, and I'm not I'm not having that kind of week. <laughs> and I'm like chasing it. It's like an elusive thing. When was the last time you had it? Oh man, I was twelve. <laughs> <laughs> it went it went downhill from there, man. Entered like high that, school, eh? and it was just. Um, I was telling you pre-pod, man. You need a vacation. I you do. need to take a break. I really do, man. I went to Gibson's. Oh yeah, with wifey. Yeah, it was it was it was a good. It was exactly what you said. Monday yeah. to Friday, mm-hmm. just bliss. The whole thing. Yeah, it was it, lit. It's funny because you weren't you weren't working, and it's really weird because like doing what I do, mm-hmm. I don't get that kind of time off. So when you guys, oh no, were no, like, no. I, I was gonna go away for a week. I was like <laughs> the level of privilege. No, in no. that text. But the thing is, I was working and had to prep for that four hour interview oh, and right. had all that shit right. Yeah. But it's just, I mean, I do have the luxury of being able to work remotely, but it still was relaxing. Yeah. And that's the thing I wasn't, it was more relaxing than I expected because I still was working. I wasn't just out and about like all through the hours of the day. I was in the B&B yeah. working, but it was just so chill. Yeah. So low le- level, no stress low like traffic just really really good for the soul i need something like that yeah maybe man. i should you definitely take the, do take the girl out to go but i feel like just the anxiety would follow me over there i can't i can't de- i can't detach like that i would always feel like there's it's something a conscious I should be choice. working on right it now. definitely is a conscious yeah. choice and i mean we'll talk about it more this like with the topic for, as, for as we're week, going into it um it's so a conscious choice you have to make it is sure. it is okay that's some insight into how you go and tackle <laughs> it um but for this week, we're trying to talk about, um, we're all kind of, everybody here is in early to mid to mid-20s, and uh, we're uh, slowly becoming adults. It's weird because I, I talked to so many people in prepping for this, trying to get some community uh, information and about this idea of like being an adult now and like, is that kind of depressing coming to work? Because I feel like one of the things that makes work good Mm -hmm. is that you get to complain about your work with other people (laughs) you're working with. (laughs) So it was a very good place to ask people about how they feel about their jobs. Mm -hmm. But the question for this week we're, we're talking about, man, is like being an adult ultimately sad (laughs) because like you, you work so hard to break through adolescence and you go through the trauma and schooling and then you come to some vague idea of who you actually are. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, sorry, you're going <laughs> to adulting isn't going to give you 
many more answers. Yeah. Um, but like, I guess I wanted to talk about this because it's my birthday next week and I'll be 26. Woo-hoo! So officially I'm past the 25 mark. Pam, pam, pam. I am in my mid to late 20s now. <laughs> <laughs> and I find myself asking, man, what do I want to, what's this all for, man? I've been working my butt off since right after college for the last yeah. couple of years. And I'm just trying to wonder where you I'm You look gonna, in the mirror and you're like, what to do, baby? What to what what do? <laughs> you know, what's it all for? Like, it's like this. It's got to be more than this. I'm just working for the weekend at this point. Yeah. You know? And uh, so, yeah, man, I guess we'll just get just into jump it. into it. Just jump into it. Um, yeah. So it's a, it's a very short quote today that we're going to use to start. Let's do it. Um, it says, for us to take pride in anything and for it to give us joy, it must first have meaning. In this sense, meaning and joy are the same thing, you know, which is... One more time. Oh, man, now you made me pull it up again. Okay. <laughs> for us to take pride in anything and for it to give us joy, it must first have meaning. In this sense, meaning and joy are the same thing. Okay. I don't disagree with that. But what about, like, the super meaningless shit that gives you joy? Like, would you say that means don't give you joy (laughs) well like or like tiktok hmm. but what like why would that not have meaning though like it gives you your joy but are you saying they don't have meaning no no jay's on to something there because tons of things that we enjoy in our culture have no meaning like music no, no music? meaning on music, the surface. Like on the surface, but I think music you is can pretty always, useless. I but think it I can always find meaning in it. So yeah. let's start with music, right? This yeah. is just off the Wait, dome, music okay? is too big. Maybe we should say like popular music that's about nothing. Okay. Right. But okay. that's not, sure. ne- not necessarily what I li- listen to. But that's yeah. exactly what I'm saying. Like that type of music bring some people a lot of joy. Yes. But it's essentially it meaningless. Maybe mean- the meaning in it is to party. Right, exactly. Yes. Yeah. It's like that minimalness of, again, the weekend. I don't have yeah. to wait till the weekend to turn up. Yeah. On the way to work on a Monday. I can turn up in my car. I, the moment of joy I feel in that day is listening to Lil John go, yeah! Yeah. <laughs> the way it works. <laughs> As I go do my accountant thing. Yeah. With TikTok and memes, I feel like different people find different things funny. Mm. Uh, so for me, I feel like there has to be some meaning behind it like where, yeah. whether it's a inside joke mm-hmm. or it's something that happened to you growing up like all the people that go viral play on some part of like like what of commonness or maybe not uh nostalgia or something yeah i feel like i feel like i can find meaning you, in whatever you, you know like joy, but like man. does it have any like <laughs> intrinsic like natural kind of meaning meaning that you don't have to pull out of your pull out of your ass <laughs> right. In that case, I guess no. It's yeah. like it depends on how it's how much of like thing. a thinker. Yeah. Like because most people, myself especially, like I don't overthink. Yeah. Stuff. I'm just like, bro, this makes me happy. I'm not gonna and like. Then, there are times yeah. when I don't play Madden for like a month, mm-hmm. and then all I want to do is just sit down on the couch and play Madden and get my ass kicked for four even hours. Even if you're losing, Yeah, even if right? I'm losing. Like, that's and just where my brain is at and what I'm doing. Yeah. And I don't think deeply about why I blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I just, like... You just kind of do it. And that's the right function now. of, yeah. like, fun stuff that we do. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to create this distinction between play and fun. Right. And then work. And um, now that we're 
like working full time except mm-hmm. for Juliana who's grinding away and if people can't see her right now schooling full time schooling full time and that's a different kind of work in my masters masters is a different kind of school bro it's a punishment there's a reason everyone doesn't do it man that's what I I, I, I've kept saying to Jay is like she's like I didn't know what's going to be like this I'm like listen it's tough it's expensive if it wasn't you know if it was a walk in the park and you know what's really going to suck Juliana is that at the end of it you're going to join the workforce and there's going to be that person I got ahead of you, and I didn't do any of that shit. <laughs> just like the freaking. I picked it up just by working here for the past like six yeah, years. Yeah, I mean, people who, take, money. <laughs> people who take their masters know that, though. Like, yeah. all that a master's is supposed to do is jump you in front of the line a little bit. Yeah. Like, in the long term, you can get to the same place. Yeah. Without it. It's like I didn't have to kiss ass for six years. Yeah, to, it's to, just to cutting the it. line. No, no, you can cut the line. It's just that, I mean, there's different ways of getting yeah. it, right? You cut the yeah. line, but you didn't work for a long time, so you're pretty broke. And then they Yeah, were, that like, will be me. That is my demographic. Taking travels and, you know what I mean? Like, it's... That just reminded me of Kanye's albums, man. And yeah. Like his skits. Like, you work your ass off, and now you're the secretary. <laughs> and the woman on top of you making more money than you is the... It's like it's like the boss's son. Yeah, and he doesn't even have a high school degree, <laughs> and then you sh- polish your shoe enough, and now you're the secretary. Secretary. Yeah, and it's just like yeah. this weird. Like <laughs> this is what you grow up to be. Man, speaking of that, Joe's those albums, mm. and even some of the J Cole college ones hit different when you grow up. Yeah, like the funniest. Oh, you one, mean those like college dropout those, records? By yes. Kanye? Yeah. Uh, the oh man, I, I wish I. I talk about this one with, uh, with my friends all the time. Do you remember the song where it's like, if my manager insults me again, I'm going to be assaulting him? Uh, and it was on College Dropout? I think so. Uh, I can't. It's it not again? coming ahead. You got to find it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Spaceships. <laughs> oh, yeah. Spaceships. Uh, let me see. I'm pulling it up here. It says, uh, if my manager insults me again, I'll be assaulting him. After I fuck the manager up, then I will go shorten the register up. Let's go back, back to the gap. Look at my check. Wasn't no scratch. If I stole, it wasn't my fault. Yeah, I stole. Never got caught. <laughs> like just, and it's just going off like, and and I'm, I'm just like bitching about like work, right? Yeah. And with me being in high school, I was just like bopping to like, man, this is a sick beat, sick yeah. samples. Yeah. But then when me and my boy were at Timmy's pulling like, I told you we're pulling like hundred dollars on sorry, a hundred hours, over a hundred hours on paychecks. Yeah. I mean in two weeks, we pulled over a hundred hours. Mm-hmm. Like we will be listening to that song on the way home in like winter <laughs> cold Edmonton. In, in Alberta. Bro, and it'll be hitting different. Like yeah. mm, <laughs> my manager stopped me again. I'm gonna be <laughs> just like going in. There's like, just so much perspective. So to much it. like, man, this I didn't get this when I was listening to this At song in high point. school, man. But like yeah. you had to grow up. Yeah. You had to, you know, you had to go through that, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. crap, man. But like, <laughs> <laughs> I just, it's funny because yeah, I do, I do listen to music now and I find art that all it does is just, it kind of craps on being an adult. Yeah. Like, you know, what the hell it's all for. Mm-hmm. But, um, okay. We talked a lot about you know, if we can find meaning in the things that we do for fun, right? It's like I'm playing FIFA, but I'm losing all the time. What's the point? You know <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, like, what's the meaning in work? Because in our culture, 
um, in this industrial era, um, a lot of the work we do is mundane. It's monotonous. It's not even if you are a factory worker, right? Mm-hmm up to the people that do more abstract work. Maybe you're a caseworker and you work with administrations. Yeah, A lot of those people, the core of the job is, personally, it's meaningless to them, right? Um, except if it's like you're trying to appeal police some manager or like for the some most, kind of corporate goal. For That's the a most different part, thing. Yeah. Yeah, I would say everyone, but yeah. for the most part. And, we and, we'll, get, that, and we'll, yeah. we'll also get into that, right? But I feel like for the most part, people find it really hard to derive any kind of meaning or any kind of happiness from those jobs. So what happens then? The logical thing is to say this job is a means to an end. Yeah. Right. And, um, and then, okay, this job becomes a means to an end for me. Mm -hmm. I have to work so much so that I can go out and do stuff I actually want to do. Right. So I can take um, travels so I can go to Gibson for a week yeah. and blow it off. So that's the only way you can make fun of it. But the, I, uh-huh. I feel like the problem there is that because we live in a culture where people are only working for the weekend, it creates this distinction between work and play. So now the more boring people's jobs become to them and the more alienated they feel from them, they need more sex. They need more drugs. <laughs> work hard, play hard. They, they, You know, yeah. do you agree with that? Uh, I, I do think yes. And I'll explain what I expect. I'll, I'll explain exactly what I agree with. I do agree with the fact that I can imagine the harder you work, kind of the, the more bottled up, like the more pressure is built up to then blow up and turn up. Mm -hmm. However, that is like for some people it is, you know, the partying and stuff. Well, some people it is just time alone mm-hmm. and just completely retract and for some people they never get a chance to do that and you see how it affects you know them in other parts of their life but i do think yes like something's gotta give yeah i do believe in kind of just you know yin and yang yeah so if you're taking a lot mm-hmm. and of- from one part of your life, like something's got to give mm-hmm. is, is exactly. How, I just, how I find I something problematic with the culture where everybody's just living for the weekend because mm-hmm. the weekend is only two days. It is the week. And because yeah. for many people, especially for me, Friday nights are longer. Mm-hmm. Right. So I get like, I lose my Saturday anyway. This so is Saturday. And then why am I spending so much time on this portion? Mm-hmm. Right. Just so that I can enjoy this tiny portion a little bit more. I just feel like there's just something inherently wrong with our perspective. A hundred percent. And probably I'm on the radical side where I just don't believe in the nine to five. I just think it's crap. I don't think it's sustainable. I don't think it makes, I don't think it logistically makes any sense in today's era. I think it made sense like in the fifties when like the men were the only ones that were working and they were coming home and there was someone else that was home all day. But when there's only, when there's two people working and you're gone and then your kid's done school and then there's this and there's that and who's making dinner and this, that, and you're working so much and you don't get to have a life. That's crazy. Like it used to be that this nine to five in the working model was made so that the husband was in this provider role. He was working really hard so that mm-hmm. he could provide so that he could give them opportunities, whatever. But now that model's dead. 
So yeah. why are we still living in it? <laughs> I, like, I'm not sure. <laughs> well, I mean, like, okay, think about it this way. We live because, think like, it's, it's a perspective thing, right? Mm. Somebody's got to work, right? Yeah. And because we're people, we, we think certain jobs are better than other jobs. We think doctors are better than, like, people who are janitors and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, like, at the heart of the issue is and maybe this is like a little Buddhist, is that everything is all the sh- all the same. Like well, no action, there's no higher action, lower action. All tax 100%. are the same and you can you can take them all seriously. Yeah, right? 100%. But the fact of the matter is we if there were no garbage men or janitors, the world would go to hell. Yeah. And that also plays into a part. And so I feel like, you know, Jay's talking about like men in this culture, like, well, you know, why are we still doing this? And the fact is, I feel like, how can we not do this? Yeah, I, I think with if there's one thing COVID has shown is that <laughs> it takes it always comes back to COVID. Well, it, it's just COVID has fast forwarded the world. Uh, some say up to five years. Yeah. Some say more. Mm. And I think most people can think of at least one way that's true. Maybe that, you know, your company, COVID hit and then you found out your company had no, was completely ass at handling or supporting remote working. Yeah. And now they've always, they had always felt like, oh, you know, we'll get to it in three years or four years. But now they had to get that shit up and running in two months. Uh, Or people, even churches that like everything was, you know, oh, no, we don't have the money for the website yet or the money for this yet or this app. That got ramped up too. All my friends in jobs, whether it's videography or, you know, SEO, like website stuff, I asked them, yo, like how did COVID affect your work? Yeah. And it was like, you know, with there was maybe a hiccup, but really it's been amazing <laughs> because people need, realize how much of an online presence they need. So then... It's like all of a sudden these things are just getting fast forwarded or even even the fact that, that people are working from home now or that so many me meetings are online and so much less time is spent commuting and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's like now it's like, oh, yes, man, like, you know, Facebook or Instagram or whatever says you can work from home and gave half their workers this and this and this. And that probably would never have happened if life kept going as it was. Yeah. Because there's just, it just takes systems a long time to change unless something super super drastic happens. Yeah. Because there's a lot of moving parts. If people aren't showing, showing up, do you need as many people to clean the offices? You know, if like, how does that affect this? And sometimes you'll think like, oh man, I can't let my employees work from home because they're not going to get the stuff done. And then this happens and you realize we're actually it's different. So I feel like there's just really no, there's just kind of no incentive right now uh, until there, there is. And we've yeah. seen that with COVID and I'm wondering how else that will change. Yeah. Super reminds me of when uh, in like, I was working for a company and Everything that I was doing there, I was I had to come into work, had to be there by, I think it was like 8.30 or 9, I don't remember. 
but I wasn't allowed to leave early because I had specifically asked because I didn't want to take a lunch break. I wanted to get out of there. I wanted to go home, be with babe, but I, and I was allowed to for a little bit. And then all of a sudden my boss goes, uh, actually, no, you can't because everyone has to be here between these hours. Yeah. And I was like, this is outrageous. I'm an intern. Nobody needs me. Yeah. And if I'm getting all my work done, why am I still here? I, I, I'll even do you one better. I work in probably the worst industry in terms of making <laughs> yes, any seriously. kind of sense yeah. with people's time, you know? Oh, yeah. When making, do you, like, I understand the stress of what it takes to make a TV show and to make it look good. And mm-hmm. for those that don't know, I work in the film industry. I work as an AD, an assistant director. Yeah. And uh, so I'm very much in charge of time and, you know, making sure that uh, things get done at the appropriate time. Yeah. Two actors, one scene, they're just talking. Why the heck did that take three hours for us to do? (laughs) You watched it. It took three minutes. Yeah. (laughs) You get it from this side. You get it from this side. Done. Done. Next. <laughs> it's the way stuff is done, man. And it gets to the point where like you find yourself, like Jay is saying, like, why? You'll get into the industry and yeah. you see the person that you learned from take 50 takes and <laughs> the person you interned for to did it, did 50 and then you become the, the lead person and you're like, you know, it has to be done in 50. Like, there, And that's honestly something I love about as much as you know, work still is work. Uh, and I don't know if we get into this eventually, but I guess that's why people do try to get into jobs that they enjoy. Yeah. To make the, to make work less, you know, quote unquote, yeah. that like work, which is so different from play. Yeah. Where in my case, I went to university. So like you're talking about, you can combine the two, like work and play becomes the same thing. Because you're doing what you enjoy, so you can for find some meaning in pe- people. Yes, yeah. like all these comedians who make most of their money off uh, podcasts. Like you're just chilling. Yeah. Or if you make your video, I mean, sorry, your money making content and stuff like that. You know, that's that's a different conversation. We're talking about the nine to five people, mm-hmm. and for those people, there are people who got into stuff that they enjoy, whether that's you know social work. In my case, that for me is compsci whereas tasking as it is i would feel a lot worse if i was doing other jobs that i see my friends doing mm-hmm. not because their jobs suck just for me i'm not wired in that way so for me like being able to play music and just code for eight hours i can do that that's my bag and it it doesn't mean it's necessarily play but on that like a pendulum swing of work and play, it's not on the extreme of work mm-hmm. because I'm not let's say standing like when I was working at Tim's like standing handing out donuts and timbits for eight hours straight. I'm sitting down. I got a heater when it's cold, an AC when it's hot. I'm able to yeah. play music in the background and work and just be. Productive. I like what you're getting right? at there because, and I was gonna bring this up later. Mm. It like. Who said that you need to find happiness from your work anyway? Like work can really just be about accomplishing goals 
mm-hmm. and then finding some kind of satisfaction within the perfect setup. And it's like, I can get this task done yeah. and I can feel good about that. For some people, it makes them happy. For other people, it's just a paycheck. But yeah. that's okay. That's why we party, right? But I think there is a kind of cultural um, maybe expectation there. And you're saying that, man, you just sometimes you just need to find where you fit in. Yeah. And it may not bring you joy because, like, I would totally like to take my wife on another trip. Mm-hmm. But I got to sit here and code for eight hours. Yeah. But that's okay because I feel accomplished the way I do it. I've streamlined this process mm-hmm. and you know what? I get a certain degree of satisfaction and, and, and joy from it as well. Absolutely. You but know? that relies on whatever that relies on the flexibility of whatever you're working at. It's so, privileged though, because not job, everybody has yes, that. Swiss. Like Jay just said, for, in, for this job, I could be required to go into work every day. No headphones. Like e- even with COVID, let's say, you know, uh, uh, like without COVID in the question, I could be required to go in, no headphones, uh, you know, just in to work in a way that isn't conducive for me. Another thing too with you know a lot of uh, jobs, tech jobs that my friends have, and myself is again this is pre-COVID. You're allowed to get in anywhere between seven and ten. Yeah, as long as you work your eight hours. What does that do for you? It allows the people that like to just get up and get it done to get up and get it done. It allows the people who are late to wake up to Maybe be able you to. You want to take you know, your kids to school or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and for people that have tasks in the morning, whether that's school or gym, you get to do it. Because people who wake up at 7 and want to work. People that wake up at 10 and want to mm. work. And people who wake up at 7 but want to do stuff to wake up yeah. before they work. Mm-hmm. Right? So then from 7 to 10, you kind of have that Thin, and people who work in those kind of industries get that leeway. Mm-hmm. And people who work in those industries, like those industries kind of had foresight to this thing. Or if your boss is like, yeah, you can work from, from home. Like, you know, some sometimes you're allowed to do, oh, it's Friday. You know what? There's no need for all of us to drive all the way to Vancouver, do this, whatever. But there are other situations where it's like, guy, we're all, we all drove. Like we have a, a friend who... Mm has to drive two hours to Vancouver yeah. during rush hour for a 15-minute meeting. Yeah. Like, you used to have to do that. And with things like that, yes, it does feel like this is such a time suck. When the weekend comes, I'm sitting there and I just want to enjoy to the max. But sometimes when I'm starting to get into it, I'm just... Because, like you said, all of Saturday is just kind of coming down off the hill. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, again, it's Monday. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it will be interesting to see how this pandemic shapes that for people. Uh, but I am also aware that there are uh, situations where, unfortunately, there isn't that option. There's just none of that. So but then is the answer. I love this. I love this idea of flexibility. Yeah. yeah. Like is the answer then, you know, if you're in a situation where we can't accommodate flexibility, you get paid more. Mm-hmm. Do, I think do, do jobs like the, the, does minimum wage become higher for specific type jobs? Mm-hmm. And yeah. how, how, how people feel about that. Mm-hmm. If people say, hey, you can make less if you get to come in between seven and 10 or. You can make X amount of dollars per hour more if you're here every day by eight. 
and you don't leave till 4 30 with the half hour unpaid because everybody has different agendas some people are there for the money some people are there because honestly like i my life is shaped in a way that i have to be here yeah no make no mistake I'm not really here to work. Like if somebody offered you and said like, you can work 20 hours a day yeah. and we will triple your pay. Yeah. Would you take that? Depends on the person. <laughs> the, me? Yeah. Me personally? No. Yeah. Unless the job, like unless the job was literally. Like, no, but what, that's the problem I, though. It's I, like I, society I feels to, that to money can take away your precious time from you. And that much of adulting is giving into that. Dude, that's tough because it really depends on the career. Like in business, all you're doing is cutting out time to make more money, less time, more money. Whereas something in nursing, you're spending, you do a 12 hour shift. And then if you want to get paid more, you have to put in more hours. Mm. So like, I feel like you do make a choice about which is more important to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what do you think about this? Yeah. Um, work, because I, I mentioned this earlier about how um, we seem to equate value to certain jobs. We feel like doctors are, you know, you know, their job has more meaning. Yeah. Inherently. Lawyers, as more meaning. Just right? African kids. It's like, you know, you know stuff, doctor, yeah. lawyer, <laughs> All engineer. immigrant children. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um Ironically, I doubt if, you know, our immigrant parents wanted us to pursue those careers because they thought we could do a lot of good in the world or if they just wanted it for the prestige and the money. You know what I mean? So that we could take care of them. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) I mean, it makes sense, man. If I'm going to have four kids, I would like, you know, them to be able to take care of me. So ideally, you you don't all become freaking, you know, painters. Yeah. Like, like, please, all my kids don't be painters. Yeah. Like, I want to hedge my bets well. Four kids. One of you gets to be an artist. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, what do you think about this? Like some of the reasons that people feel unhappy with the nine to five is mm-hmm. because the job just sucks, right? Like right. you work at like a McJob, you work at McDonald's or something, mm-hmm. or like I said before, you're a janitor or, yeah. you know, a- anything really. And it's a perspective thing and it changes from person to person. Definitely. Um, but even they are even... Yeah, th- like let's just stick to that for a second. Like the fact that some people are so unhappy with their job is because the job sucks, right? right? But maybe that's too negative because then how did they find meaning within that? Because like it can be like, okay, think about it this way. You have kids mm-hmm. and you're paying rent and like all your money goes to feeding them. There's a personal integrity in that. So in that way, the job has meaning. But it's really hard. It's almost patronizing to tell that to a janitor and yeah. be like, yeah, see, your job's important, buddy. Keep taking care of those kids. I'm going to yeah. meet you on the 13th floor. By the way, <laughs> clean my office for me. You missed a spot last. Do, do, do you know what I mean? So like how, what kind of meaning is there in, any find- intrinsic meaning in, in shit work? You know <laughs> I think the that's why so many people aren't happy doing it. But the reality is that they have to. There is a perspective of just there are there are people who work quote unquote shit jobs and not shit jobs according to me or you. Yeah, but no. jobs that they consider to be shit jobs, mm-hmm. right? Uh, where they say, "Hey, I'm working this job and it's a shit job," and they work it. Or quote unquote forever, and for those people, uh, I can't speak too much to, because, 
for some for some people it's also a generational thing of just not giving up like if you come into something you do it and you just do it well and for some people that is a as shitty as it might be quote unquote it's a better and safer route than risking it and trying some other shit and not being able to make ends meet and taking certain risks. Yeah. Because after you work your nine to five, Monday to Friday, like, are you then going to spend all your weekend taking some weekend classes for some other thing? Or are you just going to try to enjoy because... Yes, I'm doing this job that I think is a shit job. And my friend is doing this job that they think is a good job. But at the end of the day, we're both gone all week. And we get to hang out on the weekend. Yeah. So why would I sacrifice my weekends regardless of where I'm at? Yeah. Right? So there's that category where, like, that's just that's just what you signed up for. And that's what you plan on doing forever. Cool. The one I want to speak to is... The grind. I remember waking up, uh, going to bed at like, I think four. Yeah, I don't think anybody going, understands grind going, more than you. Yeah, after going out with the boys and then having to wake up at I think six thirty for a shift at Timmy's, and Dang. I woke up on a couch at I the boys' that, place Timmy's. in Edmonton, <laughs> and I was like, "Yo, man, like I can't, like I'm dying." Mm-hmm. And I remember my my boy Stefan, who who's gonna be here next weekend, either him or I can't remember who actually, but they all shared the sentiment. Right. And Roosevelt uh, looked at me and was like, fam. And almost like at the same time, they were like, listen, man, you can sacrifice sleep for money, but you never sacrifice money for sleep. Mm. And that's all they had to say. And I got my ass up and went to work. Damn. <laughs> now, that's not how they live their lives, you know, now. But based on that pocket of time we were in during school, yeah, get shit done. For some people, that's their reality, though. There right? isn't, yeah. But but what I'm saying is that again, I'm not talking about people who are who have who, who are doing who, this because like that's for, their hustle forever. For some people, this is like a pocket in time where it's like they have a goal, right? There's a lot of. Uh, like Filipino moms who are here <laughs> by themselves because yeah. I work with them at at a Timmy's who are here by themselves and this is the only like they have to make money and the best and easiest way for them to do it without falling for some pyramid scheme is to work a minimum wage job and save up for their kids and husband to come here once that happens they can readjust yeah but now isn't a time with no money and no savings to be taking chances. There's a formula. Mm. So, yes, for them, their timeline might be eight years. Like, hey, I'm going to do this shit job for eight years. Damn. But that's still, like, for them, that's their grind period. For for me, it was uh, two years. Really short. Like, like no time at all. Mm-hmm. And for some people, the ground was even more. Like I had friends who worked whenever they got a call. So if he got a call at 2 a.m., he woke up at 2 a.m., put on his stuff in minus 40 and went to shovel snow till 2 p.m. 
Yeah. And then could do whatever, but he didn't have the freedom to do as a wish because once he gets the call, he has to be up and work like 12, 13 yeah. hours, yeah. right? But in that situation, it was also like, fam, this is a grind. So there is an aspect of the world in terms of like, yo, you know, who are the, like even the McDonald's or the this or the that, where there's so many people in the world, there's always people in their grind phase. You see it with like fast food all the time where it's like always a bunch of young kids. They all grow up to be something else or do something or whatever from doctor to, you know, to uh, to a painter, engineer, whatever, like art, sciences. Uh, but they all at some point worked somewhere. For people, uh, the generation before us, it was newspapers, right? Yeah. So, yes, these jobs have to be done. But people are doing it in the grind period. But like, what is the janitor stuff where it's like, oh, you're 30 with a family and working a job you hate. It might be a stepping stone to something else. Yeah. So you're saying that the, the meaning that you can find in, in quote unquote shitty jobs is that it's, it's like a, a step. You, there's it, a, you it, can it, only it, go up from here. It's a step. Yeah. Yeah. For some people, it's a step. Like for some people, it is their reality forever and they've accepted that. But I think for a lot of other people, it is like. Yes, I'm going to be, I am going to keep working in nine to five, yeah. but because I worked in nine to five, because I've done so much more for so much less, mm-hmm. when the way I talk to you about a nine to five in four years is going to be different from the way I talk to you about it now. Yeah. The exact same way I am. Like me bitching about a 40 hour work week when I was in school, it's not the same way I'm doing it now. Like I'm doing it now with like, some privilege, my voice. Yeah. Like, uh huh. Like, I'm home and I'm, you know, yeah. oh, man, I'm, yeah. I don't feel motivated. Today. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's a luxury when you didn't have to. I mean, like, get on a bus. Maybe, and, like, you know what I mean? You, you, you're a grateful guy. Right. <laughs> yes. Okay. So cool. you, you have the ability to reflect on your situation. And of course, people that grow up poor mm-hmm. <laughs> and come into something, I think the meaning of life and adulthood is always to be to transcend a former situation always evolving in life right what if what if in your grind right now Mm -hmm. you know i think we both get to do cool jobs yeah but to varying degrees you take the stance of somebody that's like yeah it's but it could be worse Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that's where that's what keeps you moving on yeah for me I don't, my brain doesn't work that way. <laughs> it's not that I feel like I, that things could be worse. I feel like even now in this moment, when am I actually going to get to be me? I find myself, I'm doing this and it's great. I could be doing something else. I can get more education, uh-huh. and, you know, enter academia. Like there's mm-hmm. more things I could be doing and I probably will end up doing. Right. But I feel I, that in and of itself doesn't make me happy because I feel like I I have to. (laughs) I talk from a position of privilege because I get to choose, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but many people don't. And what do you say to them? Okay, so I'm going to, I'm going to try to 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 define it as well as I can. So you're saying there are people who, like, that's why this conversation is weird because we're having it from a position of privilege. We're educated, and mm-hmm. so we have some level of choice. We right. can even flirt with this idea of making your job fun. Mm-hmm. Like we can, like you know, you can do something passionate, and you know, if you're doing what you love, then is it really work? We have that choice. Most people don't even get that choice, and I argue that even people that do, 
you know, it's like, you know, it's far and few in between. I think it comes down to your, I think it comes down to your, uh, just based on your situation, Mm -hmm. people gamify shit. People find ways to make it work. And it's that way in any level of work or profession, because you will find people in every level who are all, who bitch about their their work. Even yeah. people who literally just have to show up and get paid. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm. So I do think part of it is a mindset thing, where it's like hundred percent. You think about the fact that literally, so twenty four hours you have. Eight of those hours, you're like you're sleeping. Like you sleep a third of your life away. Period. Mm. Just done. And if you try to treat to cheat the uh, system, sometimes you die early, <laughs> and that's fucked, right? So already a third of the the time is gone. You're just done, right? Yeah. So now you have two thirds left. Yeah. And now with that two thirds, you are working away another third. And again, if you try to cheat the system, you try to whatever. Like, you have to take certain risks. If you don't want to trouble the waters too much, you just sacrifice those two-thirds to the gods. And there are many two-thirds of the time, like, you're just trying to chill. You're just trying to relax. And I'm talking about, you know, your Monday to Friday is not your weekends. And I think people, based on where they are, just find some kind of meaning. Whether it's, you, I'm doing this for my kids, or, you, I'm doing this to make a next step or I just will be happy if I'm learning shit. Like with me and jobs, my, I asked my, I asked my dad that question like, yo, like I'm done school. I feel like with, with like with every part of school, there was always the next thing. Yeah. But then with university being done and me not trying to do my masters, I'm like, yo, now I'm about to start the rest of forever. Hmm. That's scary. It is. Even with an education. And his thing was like, fam, I put myself in situations where I was always learning something new. Yeah. And I just wanted to keep doing that. And I just kept doing it. Mm. And I'll never know enough. So I'll always keep learning. And that's good for me. And he's in academia and I'm in tech. So I'm doing that with tech. But for us, that's our thing. Right. And I feel like you, there isn't, if the question is phrased to, get one answer i don't think there is that one answer i think that and i think for some people it's just the randomness of it all the uncertainty of it all that scares the shit out of some people like me makes others excited yeah because they're like yo i'ma just be a real estate agent for the next x years and they really don't know how many years and once they're done they try to maneuver 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 the next thing and Boom. they find themselves the somewhere thing. else yeah yeah but you have to we live in a society and we are talking very much from like the society we live in where it is powered by money. We've had that conversation before about money and happiness several times. Right. And ultimately you just like, you have to, whether or not we can get our philosophy, like philosophical and talk about what is the truth or the whatever. But I feel like people just get their own truths and are intrinsically motivated by it. Yeah. Okay. So we've talked a lot about work, 
<clears throat> and like, okay, how you find meaning from work? We're both pretty privileged guys. Yeah. So like, it's not, we don't have to look too far into it. And if not, you know, screw it. We can mm-hmm. jump into something else. Um, but like, okay. So, and then we established that some people just can't, it's a little bit harder for them. And that's, and yeah. that's cool too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, because they can play. Yeah. Right. You can take your vacations and you can play music and, you know, you, you make music on the side or I'm a fan of this. I'm a fan of mm-hmm. that. I'm going to a soccer game, uh, you know, all of that. Mm-hmm. So now let's talk about, okay, so if we can't find meaning from work is meaning of life in your free time, in the weekend, in the vacation, is that what it's really all about? Because it seems like happiness just becomes the, the absence, the absent the absence mm-hmm. <laughs> of anxiety, of challenges, of pressure, because you just get to do, not necessarily challenges, but you just get to do things that you enjoy. Well, I don't know, because in the beginning, like with that quote, right, you tied joy to meaningless. Mm-hmm. Like to, and I feel to like, meaning. sorry, yeah. yeah, to meaning. And if you have slash find meaning in your free time, Nine to five. Oh, <laughs> that's your happiness. That's right? it, right? And that's cool too. Like we're talking about, if you don't find it in your nine to five, then you go looking somewhere else, right? And for some people, that's raising their kids, and by in part because of that, you also did something else. For some people, that's just giving back to their roots. Yeah. Like, they feel like they got to where they are because of some, you know, good roll of the dice and they want to give back to people that didn't get the same chances. For some people, they want to give their life to some kind kind of cause. Yeah. Or to the black movement. Activism. Or, or to the whatever. And that could be their 9 to 5 job. So they actually feel happier and more fulfilled while, while doing that. Than because they they're able to derive meaning stuff. from it. The, exactly. Like what I'm trying to get to is that most nine to five, you're so disconnected from the whole goddamn thing. It's like, even if you're a lawyer, mm-hmm. right, and you're helping all these people with their cases and stuff, and you take no personal kind of satisfaction from it, you have no meaning. It's hard to be happy in that situation. Yes. Uh, Yes, it is hard to be happy in a situation, but again, like you have to. You're saying a lot of people do end up finding that outside, outside. of work, yeah. and I'm saying yes, like that could be the case. I don't know the numbers, mm-hmm. uh, but I feel like the answer isn't outside of work. The answer is wherever you put it. Wherever you put it. So if you put it in work, then it is going to be work. Like there are people who are like, yo, fuck of family and, and, and kids, this is what I want to put my life to. And they do it. And yeah. that is work. And the weekend for them is actually kind of boring. Yeah. So maybe those, <laughs> those so maybe those people don't, you know. They find the challenge. They quote unquote find solace within and, the challenges. Yes. And, you know. Or some, you know, cops or detectives, that is what brings them joy is because of whatever they went through, knowing that they're stopping some fuck shit from happening. Yeah. And that is their motivation. So when you ask them all, like, wow, you work in a nine-to-five job. You must suck. Sure, they might feel tired some days or have to take an extra cup of coffee. But they're like, no, man, screw you. Like, I feel good. Like, yes, I'm actually doing meaningful shit. Yeah, it's different so for everybody. It is, yeah, and for people who are like, yo, I'm just, 
out here making some other person rich. My job is completely useless to me. Then they try to find that meaning elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Whether that's like, well, at least I'm making enough money to go on vacation. At least I'm making enough money to pay for this. At least I'm making enough money to blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But if we also think about it, they're also, I think it's a conversation people need to have with themselves and people don't. I think most people just kind of go in the direction of society and of life. This is what you're supposed to do. This is what it is. And Juliana made a quote a couple like mad episodes ago about like, oh, society works because people believe in it. Like these structures are in place because people believe in it. So yes, I believe like you do need the people that just are going to nine to five certain things, certain yeah. jobs, right? Because you need but, people to do them. Yeah. But me personally, I'm like, how much how much money is enough? So like you ask, hey, if you work 20 hour days, you get paid X amount. I would ask my myself, like, what's the goal mm. for how long? Right now, my answer is no. Because I'm in a place where after spending all that time in Edmonton, away from some pretty like inspiring and motivational like people in my life in terms of music, I feel like like I'm back, baby. Mm. Like I just dropped a, a song with like two of my homies mm. and another guy that I really re- respect worked on it. Like, and I'm you know going to to uh to church and learning cool shit like with music. Like I'm in a space right now where like I'm like I love what I'm doing with work, but I also love what I'm doing outside of it. Yeah. Right. So I'm buzzed and I have time for this podcast. Like this podcast is good for me right now. So if I start working 20 hours a day, that's something I, I might have taken during a summer break in university or I might take two years from now. But right now it's no, man, because I'm good. I'm happy. Yeah. If I get to a place where it's like, yo, that's going to help me get to my next happy point if I just do this shit, like go work in Fort Mac for four months straight and just pull 16 hour days. I right, cool. Then that's the move. But I feel like people, like the happiness is where you you put it. Yeah. It isn't necessarily like, Outside of work, because if you sit down and, and think about this again, the whole point is you got to sit down and think about this. You might find like, yo, I actually like my job. I just don't like that. It's 40 hours a week. So then you just dial back the hours because you realize you actually don't need all that money to be happy. Yeah. You can scale back on mad shit. You don't yeah. need that brand new fucking car. You can actually just like live a scale back life and be happy doing the same job because you realize you're helping people. Yeah, it's it's very much a perspective thing, and it's like super is, and the issue is that people, you know, you just get so taken around, like you just life happens. Is is the quote life life happens? Yeah, life happens, and you forget to look back and reflect, and that's why this conversation is important. Is is an important thing. There's um there's a famous anecdote, and it's uh, you've probably heard it before. It's called the bricklayer anecdote. So it's like if you go back in time and you see a guy that's just laying brick, mm-hmm. and you ask him, "What are you doing?" He goes, "I'm laying brick." <laughs> and then you go to his friend who's doing the same job, and you ask him, "What are you doing?" He'll say, "I'm building a cathedral," mm-hmm. right? And he'll be like, "Yeah, it's it's monotonous and it's boring." And you know what? It's not even going to be finished in my lifetime. This thing is, they took 200 years to build. Right. But I'm doing my part to be a part of something that's bigger than me. And because of that, 
that's what I'm doing. So it's very much, I feel like it, it, it would be an interesting social experiment if you ask, you know, people to, to kind of the attitude that they use to define their work. And, and, and that's what I think we're ultimately trying to get here Yeah, in society. We have, like you said, the attitude is many people, we, we find ourselves in a society, in a culture where we have to do jobs, mm-hmm. right? And many people find themselves, their attitude towards them is poor. They find mm-hmm. themselves just kind of living for the weekend. And I think where we're heading to here is that it takes a lot of self-reflection to realize that in whatever sort of, wherever you find yourself, you know, professionally, whether you find yourself in something that's you're in between jobs and you know what I mean, that there is a kind of solemn meaning within it. I, I think it takes, for some people, you need to look a little harder because it's hard <laughs> to tell a sewer worker you know, who finds himself having to be a sewer worker for whatever reason that like, yeah. hey, bro, is part of the grind. <laughs> I know, man. You I know? know. But, um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Think, like, yeah, I, I feel that I feel the other thing I wanted to say, though, is. In like one, one, one of the studies that I read in, in researching this is talks about how the other thing is that your definition of happiness changes mm. so if you're here or you're in your early, early 20s and you're looking at someone at a certain age through a certain lens you think to yourself there's no way they're happy right mm. but as you grow up uh, your definition of happiness changes where like for people who are older, like sixes and stuff, their happiness for them, they describe it as like peace. Yeah. And I don't even some, think some in, some this age, like, in this age, in this era, you don't even have to get to 60. You know, for, <laughs> some, pe- for some people and, uh, and people in your twenties, it has a lot more to do with like opt- optimism and hope and ambition and motivation. Uh, and does that create this, that there's this show on Netflix where they, said that the curve of happiness looks like a U where it's like it's high in your 20s and then it goes down in rock bottoms in your 40s which is hilarious (laughs) because that's around midlife crisis time yeah and then it comes back up in your 60s and I'm not sure I like no no continue sorry right and for that uh, one of the things that was said is like well in your because I think about it too just in terms of like man after university sorry after high school I was pumped like man, that's mad. Like I can make my money now. Yeah, I can get my license. I can do this. I can do that. And if I can do all of that, like I could Surely. do so much more. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the older you get, the closer you get to certain realities. Mm. Like if you're the adventurous type, then you try to find more. You know, uh, uh, unknown ground and more areas of life you aren't sure about and learn more but for most people to just you know you'll follow just the steps and go on in circles and just kind of go on the next day next day and over time that just dies like think about the first time you were able to get into your car and drive away from from home versus now yeah it's very uh it's different it's mundane like okay have you ever seen that show f is for family on netflix yeah 
Okay, you know the beginning, the intro, mm-hmm. he gets out of high school, yeah. and then he flies up, and it looks like he's got the whole yeah, world yeah. ahead exactly. of him. Exactly, right? exactly. But, you know, boom, somehow he's in the army now. Yeah. Oh, he lost his eyesight too, that's yeah. great. You know, he knocked some girl up, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I got to take care of that. Boom, a I'm losing my hair. Yeah. I'm, I'm in a dead-end job, and before you know it, you it's, know, like, like right you said, there. life happens. And life I feel happens. like that has a way of usurping that ability to find meaning mm-hmm. within something that seems mundane. Yeah. Right? And I think that's that's where this is taking us. Yeah. Even this idea of like, man, like, I feel like we're just working nine to five, nine to five. How did we get here? We yeah. got here by making certain steps. Mm. Like, regardless of what it's job, not easy. Jo- job it's not you're easy to think doing that way all now. The time. Yeah. Yeah, but regardless of what job you're doing now, you got there somehow. Even if you're working the shittiest job and it's because, like, you're an immigrant and this and this, like, like the choice to immigrate was yours. And, like, for the in the case of my parents, it was because they wanted better for their kids, right? And then you get here and you realize, holy shit, like, there's just certain hopes and certain hopes and certain hopes and those hopes kind of keep, keep you going and sometimes you're just in a tunnel and you're headed in the right direction. Yeah. But then you get to a point where it's like you hit the wall and that you can't look any further. Yeah. Because you're in debt for 60K in student loans. Any goal you have is now, like, <laughs> has to be checked you're in a hole. by this hole. Yeah. Yeah. So all you can see really is that light at the end of the tunnel. You can't see shit past the tunnel now. Mm. You were running around the woods happy, but now you're in this tunnel and all you can see is that light mm. and that's all you're working, walking t- uh, towards. So yes, you're fucking bored. You're like, yo, what's the point of all this? What is? You just kind of make it this. You feel like, you know, you're moving, you're making whatever. And for some people, boom, they hit that light and whoosh. You get out of town, like man, there's it so much more now. Oh my goodness! Sense I had this bit. idea that finally blew up, and now there's more fun shit to learn. Or oh, I switched careers and this and that. But for some people, it just becomes that, and mm-hmm. like it just, it just is. It is what it is. What it is, and life it's happened. weird to even bring this up, given like the current uh, political climate in America. Mm-hmm. A lot of it you can also blame from a society perspective. I, I think if you are that person that's sixty grand in debt and find himself, you know, not being able to get ahead, you you might ask some questions about your society as to why the powers that be, so to speak, like yeah. you like to say, um, who can I ask? Mm-hmm. Whose fault is this? <laughs> and um, I, that also, you know, that makes the conversation take an interesting shape. The way that uh, politics and your local community how all that stuff like affects it yeah yeah but i mean ultimately if you ever ask like whose fault is it (laughs) whose fault is it that my adult life sucks tell me like regardless of whether like you might not find answers and even if you do you still wake up the next day being you yeah so at some point you gotta be like okay what (laughs) the fuck am i gonna do and a situation where you're stuck like we already said shift your happiness elsewhere elsewhere and then try so to whether that's making enough money so you can blow it on strippers yeah the <laughs> sex, <laughs> rock, sex drugs like and rock and roll the weekend or yeah. making enough money so you can help out like kids in poor name in poor neighborhoods or whether that is like being able to help out with, with church like people have mad different ways yeah 
yeah. they pivot. Mm. But when you're a kid, you have that thing. And then you become a teenager, then maybe it shifts. Then you get to school, maybe it's different. And you just kind of keep readjusting. For sure. Because at the end of the day, you got to wake up in the morning for something. Mm. If you're not trying to end it all, like, you know what I mean? Like, you, something has to wake you up in the morning. Something has to keep you and going. I think the point of the quote in the beginning was that it takes, you know, because you need it's joy, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it takes meaning, right? And, yeah. And, you know, I guess what we'll just end up and end is that um, I think life is a process of trying to find meaning in things. Yeah. It's a little easier when you're younger. It is. Um, and it gets, and apparently it gets a little harder in your forties. Maybe you've gone through a divorce <laughs> and you've lost some money. You've made, you've, you've lost things. Yeah. You know, I find myself thinking of Tambourine, that Chris Rock uh, comedy special. Oh yeah. Talking a lot about man. You, when you lose things, <laughs> you come to the realization that I love peace more than pussy. Yeah. <laughs> you want to be my girl? Be peaceful. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> you know? man. Like literally what I just said. Exactly. You know, and, and it, it does happen around the 50s. Yeah. You know, 60s. For some people, like, you know what? Sooner for some people, later. But yeah. that compass I'm sitting on this chair. Moving, yeah. Man. You know, I'm sitting on this chair having my coffee yeah you know my kids are around thanks it's not so bad after all you know and uh that's a good place to end it (laughs) (laughs) very introspective episode of the last train of the last train of the last train so we we got time for what i like to call the last stop Okay, what is, is that? Is that question time? It's question time. Oh, okay, this it's, is the first time. This this is the, um, um, I gotta tell that. people it's the first time. <laughs> people listen to the podcast, it's recorded. Oh, that's true. <laughs> All right, uh, yeah, uh, it's question time. Um, we'll ask, I'll ask a question, uh, we'll take a stab at it, and then that's it. That's all she wrote. So, the question for this week is, uh, Tell us about, well, it's not really a question. It's just asking you to, you know, tell us something. Right. <laughs> um, your, most, your most miserable day at work. You know, the, the worst thing that ever happened to you at work. Um, and it's kind of weird because it's going to be funny because misery and, and humor <laughs> is the same thing. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't even, I don't even remember, man. Oh, come on. Timmy's in Alberta. Yeah, it was up in just the pitch like. Black, like darkness minus I would say, like, it got bad once all the homies left. Mm. Like, once all the homies left, then I couldn't get through. Like, it wasn't bad because something, like, like bad happened. Like, like I spilled ice cap everywhere. Like, it wasn't anything dramatic. Yeah, It was just, again, I went from being able to pull, like, 11, like, 8-hour shifts to, like, 11-hour shifts to, like, not being able to do 3-hour shifts. Like, just to get there in the morning and make it to, like, after rush hour, like, 7 to 10, mm. was the death of me. Jeez. Like, I, because it was just, it was actually, it was the first time that happened to me because I wasn't allowed to work. Like, I didn't really work uh, in high school. Yeah. Like I did, like, I coached camps and stuff, but didn't really work work. Yeah. And it was the first time I realized, like, there is more to work than just physical like there's a mental aspect yeah of it 
where I'm like, I know what I'm capable of. And right now I can't even will myself to do just three hours. So then everything just seemed worse, whether it's, you know, the rush hour or the sloppiness with this or being yelled at about this or having to go to the freezer to arrange stuff in the freezer. And that's the other thing too, is that some, some of the quote unquote shitty parts of work that people would say, like having to be in the, in, in the freezer for half an hour, yeah. like you keep going in and out, but like I had to put on like my jacket and sometimes I wouldn't have to have the right, have the right glove. So I'd have to like, the right be, glove. Yeah, like I wouldn't have like warm enough gloves. Yeah. So I would be in the freezer, like moving old Timbit stuff to the front because first thing first out, I'm putting stuff in the back and freezing my ass off. And like my toes will be freezing and it's cold outside. But honestly, Toby, like I liked it. Yeah. Because I wasn't <laughs> dealing with the bullshit out front. Oh. That's what I'm saying. It's like even though parts that that, are, that were supposed to be like the shitty parts of the job, yeah. I found my solace in. Yeah. Like arranging stuff in the back, that was great because mm. that was time not to deal with like people. That's true. And BS. That's true. Then the parts that felt the worst was 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 the seemingly easiest parts, mm. which is just like oh, just stand up front and you know interact with people and pay them like. And I can't do another like twenty minutes of this. Like, well, okay, go take out the garbage then. Okay, sounds good, man. Yeah, like, this is supposed to be the shittier job, and it's no funny one else that you wants say to do that. it. But I'd rather fucking do that. Yeah, like I don't know. It's kind of weird. So it's yeah, so, I don't know. Like it's a weird. I completely answer to the question. Understand. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, what I used to wash dishes at Cactus. Bro, me I too. You know, loved I loved it. Forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that might have been. The worst I yeah. had it because oh, that man. was after Timmy's. Yeah, that was after Timmy's and after working with with kids. Yeah, and going from like a real labor intensive job to getting paid like twenty bucks an hour to work with kids when you're getting paid like eleven to do Tim's is insane. Mm. Like you you're walking just like big baller because you're just hanging out with kids, playing soccer, playing <laughs> basketball. <laughs> And getting paid to do that. So, like, life is just back Pretty up here. Good. You made it. Yeah. And then to go back from there to, like, 7 p.m. to 3 a.m. at Cactus. And one thing I will say about Cactus that I respect about them, at least the one I worked out in Edmonton, bro, we scrubbed that kitchen every night. Yeah. Like, it was brand new as if they were going to sell it the next day. Yeah. So I'm like, I actually trust y'all's food. Like, yeah. the kitchen is clean. Like, I was like, okay, cool. But, like, yeah. we, because it would be about s s getting at 7 p.m. Sometimes the guy before me would leave dishes there, as I'm sure you understand. Oh, yeah, man. And then, you, so you, the whole time you're playing a catch-up game. Yeah. And the only reason I didn't like it as much was because, again, I couldn't just put in my headphones. If I could put in my headphones and listen to a podcast, boom, okay, yeah. cool. But just being left alone with your thoughts and, like, doing shit. Yeah. And it's great sometimes when time passes fast, but when it doesn't, like, holy shit, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Just a process. Sheesh. Yeah. I for, you know, <laughs> I forgot I worked that job. I mean, it was short. It was only a like, like a couple months. But Yeah. Me too. Shit, well, I, did, was, I wasn't there like for very hectic. long. Yeah. yeah. For those listening, uh, Cactus Club Cafe. Yeah. It's a Cactus restaurant Club here Cafe, in, man. Uh, 
here in uh, British Columbia. Yeah. All over Canada. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, now they're in Toronto now too. Yeah. Alberta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. My well, turn. Yeah. What was yours? Um, I work in the film industry. I, I think I mentioned that. First mm-hmm. time I've revealed that on The Last Train, but I do. I work as an AD and it's pretty good. Pays pretty well. I enjoy it. Um, but it didn't always start that way. <laughs> Course, Before you man. make it there, you have to be a PA, a production yeah. assistant. And uh, we're in charge of garbage. We're in charge of cleaning, sweeping, <laughs> uh, taking crap. Um, and sometimes you're outside and, and the level of privilege in every other department, it's, it's insane. Like, <laughs> we'll be outside in the freezing cold, making sure that people don't come in to disturb the people inside. And... Um, you know, it'll be like minus three or whatever. And, you know, it's freezing and sort of the, the cold here in British Columbia is because the water is so damp, the air is damp because it's mm-hmm. wet. It feels worse. Um, and I, I remember there was a day that it was raining, pissing rain, cold rain. I didn't have a rain jacket because what's a rain jacket to me at that time? I didn't have any money. I just started. Um, so my clothes are completely soaked through. Have you ever been soaked through underwear, socks, everything before? Bro. It, it don't is, feel good. It is humbling. Yeah, man. Least. And it was it was an eighteen hour day, and I I will never forget this. I'm outside freezing, and some guy walks through. I think it was an AD going like, "Hey, can you keep the door closed? It's getting kind of cold in here." <laughs> and I went. It's if getting, I'm just salt me again, I'm gonna be <laughs> say one more fucking thing. It's to pretty me. cold out here too. Like. <laughs> Um, and we wrapped at maybe two o'clock in the morning and I remember getting back to my car mm-hmm. drenched, like just down and like to the point that I'm getting to my, the inside of my yeah, car. Yeah, wet. Up. And I remember I, and my hands were freezing cold. So I had to warm up the car because, um, I couldn't drive because mm-hmm. I couldn't feel anything. So I was like, okay, I'll stay in here and get warm. And I, um, it's hard to even say this, but I, uh, I wept. <laughs> um, I cried in the car. Sometimes that's that's it for like twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Just you know, ever gets so low in life that um, it it because life is gonna take you there. I feel like it's important, man. <laughs> I feel like you like you just. I feel like people need that. You think so? You just need to be. Some people never go through it, and they turn out pretty okay, man. <laughs> no, but to turn out okay, if you're in a, if you're doing challenging shit, you're gonna yeah. hit it somehow. Mm. It might not be like in a physical, like, or like, like if you pop or something, like, like you'll become a celebrity. Yeah, it might be getting screwed over by your accountant and getting <laughs> robbed of two mil. That shit sometimes feels worse than sitting in the car wet. That's true. I <laughs> guess I, mean? I think that'll hurt a little more. <laughs> like there's there's different ways where it's just like you hit because you gotta go through shit to to appreciate shit. Yeah, it's true, man. And when some people seem super entitled, you're like I, like at this person, like when people say, "Oh, this person just needs to get punched in the face," like yeah, it doesn't mean it doesn't always mean like physically, literally. Mm. It's just like. In terms of by life, mm. where you hit a point and you're like, damn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You, you know life. what? Next time I'm not in this situation, yeah. I'll be pretty happy. I'm a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It adds a whole new meaning to like, at least it's not raining. 
Yeah, you know fam. what I mean. <laughs> yeah, fam. I have a weird relationship with Rain now because <laughs> of that. Um, it was pretty traumatic. I called my mother. Done a lot less for. I mean, done a lot more for a lot a less. Lot less, man. Um, but yeah, I guess on that tone. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, it's uh, that's a good place to end it. Um, it was a pretty introspective one. Mm-hmm. I had a good time. I think that's. I think that's what we're about here. Honestly. Yeah, man. Honestly, the just. Like, I have friends who are still who are finishing up school. Like, yeah. they'll be done, you know, this semester, this year, or the next. And, yeah, after, because I guess my circle is, you know, is I have a lot of people who, are, who do the school thing. Yeah. So they maybe hit that point a little bit later of just, like, what, like what's next. Mm-hmm. And I have a few friends who, you know, who maybe went down school way, way before and just do their own thing or didn't do the school then and are grinding and for them they kind of came to that sooner of just like bro mm. i don't want to do school i don't want to take the roads that maybe my parents or counselors told me to take what's in front of me mm. and you just you gotta figure it out yeah man and you gotta and again man happiness was it happiness or fulfillment meaning meaning yeah I feel like yeah, meaning is where you put it, man. Yeah, that's meaning the is where you put it. Yeah, and uh, and there you have it. Uh, thanks so much uh, for checking us out for episode seventeen. Thanks for joining us, man. It was a good one. Uh, we talked about life, and uh, I'm gonna go and cry a little bit <laughs> at the end of this one. Uh, life ain't that bad right now. It ain't man. that bad. I, it, yeah, it sucks that <laughs> it's getting dark so quickly that's that's really messing with me right now yeah uh Uh, but yeah yeah man stay safe out there send us an email what's it at again hello at the last train.fm and uh we've been getting some you know dms and stuff on instagram and twitter Mm -hmm. at last train pod so shout out to you guys yeah support uh yeah. yeah my name is toby i was joined here by yanu and juliana (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Juliana was here for a bit, for a little just, while. Just you know, to say hey. She's going through she it too. To, yeah, she She's has mad stuff to do this oh, week, man. And next week. I don't envy her. <laughs> so, man, you'll take a week at Gibson's. You know, yeah, something's got <laughs> something's yeah, got to give. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, if you're ever feeling blue, uh, in the words of Chris Rock, sometimes you just gotta play your tambourine. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Stay safe.